Welcome to the Ponderosa, my friends, for an evening of songs and stories about the American West. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. I, I was born uh, with two uh, left feet. I never wanted to be away from her. Of course, he's got to hear the war drums all the time. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. Join the Royal Flying Club. I like it. It's good. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? I may be super, but <laughs> I am no hero. Your stepmom is cute, though. Shut up, Ted. Remember when I asked her to the prom? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. I'm not going to lie on the bathroom floor all day. I'm going to lie here on the counter. If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me! I need to be taken seriously once more. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. He'd walk all cocky in the street, but his braid would be so crooked. Now I need your help to get back to the year 1985. I remember who uh, Andre the Giant was. He, uh, he was a giant and he went by the name of uh, <clears throat> Andre. The three of us. That's it. That's all that matters. It's making me mental. It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Godzilla has just walked out of Tokyo Bay. I'm pregnant. Pregnancy. It can often lead to an infant. Dave's not here! I'm coming to you and I'm asking for your help. Please. The how and the who is just scenery for the public and prevents them from asking the most important question, why? No, 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 don't keep saying that. I told you, I told you everything. Don't ask me anything. No, 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 no. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Hey there, my name is Christine, and you're listening to Your Favorite Canadian, a podcast on which we're trying to figure out who your favorite Canadian actor is. We're doing that via a tournament-style podcast. We did one whole round already where we knocked out half of our nominees, um, and now we're into round two. And in round two, we are asking our panelists to present us with a, a film or television pick um, a project that one of our nominees has worked on. We're all watching them and then we get together and chat about what we felt and whether or not they, uh, the work changed our minds about, our, uh, the, about the nominees. So we're going to dive right into it. On this episode, we have Keanu Reeves in John Wick versus Lorne Green in Battlestar Galactica. Let's see what our panel had to say. So this is episode three of round two. Welcome back to our panel and joining us for this episode. We have Shoelle, Matt, Mark, and Dan, as well as Keith and myself. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I like this part where everyone says hi and Matt always says thank you for having me. For this face-off, we have Keanu Reeves versus Lorne Green. And uh, Keith and Dan have some picks to share with us. So I think we will start. Uh, Keith, if you don't mind starting, we will have sure. you uh, share your pick and uh, maybe a little bit about why you chose that film or show. Yeah, so this uh, this pick for me is, is John Wick um, starring Keanu Reeves. Melanie had been the original champion for Keanu and had originally nominated him. And uh, this round, I, I thought I would pick something that was uh, something from Keanu that I hadn't seen. And I've wanted to see the John Wick movies. And, and, and boy, howdy, I'm glad that I did. Um, I really like this movie. It's, it's not my 
type of movie I usually like, but uh, this one uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, sort of a uh, it reminded me of like a, a modern video game combined with a classic western, the old you know you're the man that shot my paw and I'm coming for you now type deal. Um, Kill Billish too in in some ways. Um, I, I thought Keanu was great in it, and, and what I really noticed watching it and thinking about his other work is that when Keanu's on, he's, uh, he, he's, he's, he's very good at portraying what he's supposed to be doing. Um, a lot of people say Keanu shines through his roles. Um, I, I think maybe that's, that may be the case to some extent, but it, it doesn't make him any any better or worse to me. Um, like, I really enjoy this movie, really enjoy Point Break, Bill and Ted, and Parenthood, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, if you, if you want to sit there and think, yeah, they're all Keanu, um, but uh, I'd say an argument could be made for a lot of people like that. Um, in this performance, I mean, I just thought this was a really fun movie. He was exactly what he had to be. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, a lot of the criticisms people would have about Keanu's performance in this would be perhaps no different than, uh, Clint Eastwood's, uh, you know, a lot of Clint Eastwood's work or, uh, certainly some of the other big action stars, the Schwarzenegger Stallone types. But, um, I think Keanu brought uh, a little more to it than, than those guys do in, in, in their, in their work. Um, this was a really, really, really fun movie, and uh, I sort of come into this episode um, thinking I'd be championing Lauren Green, um, or, or at least backing Lauren Green, who I am a big fan of, but uh, um, John Wick's made that tricky for me, um, and, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing how this one turns out. So uh, yeah, I, I certainly hope uh, people consider sending Keanu through to the next round. Um, either based on his body of work, but in this round where we're looking at particular works, I think uh, John Wick is a very deserving entry and, and a great showcase of, of, of Keanu's uh, abilities. Um, all right. So uh, anybody want to jump in first? I love this movie. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, I'm a sucker for an old-fashioned action movie, and um, a lot of the modern-day action movies I don't find quite as engaging personally but this one has like the spirit of old school action movies but with all the style and sensibility of a modern one and it just works really well i find um beyond that keanu reeves is fantastic in it uh for what could easily have just been a big dumb shoot 'em up there's some like it's it's a little over the top the emotional stakes set at the start of the movie but like the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie is just like oozing with drama and emotion and Keanu really acts his ass off for the first little bit there's like the moment where he gets the package and opens it up is is really well performed and then it turns into a fantastic action movie with some mild moments of humor and, and warmth here and there. But uh, most of this uh, action that happens to most of the stunts are done by Keanu himself. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen any footage of him practicing at like gun ranges or like doing judo or any of these things or jujitsu. Sorry. Um, he's phenomenal in this. And if you want to have some fun and have a little bit of feels, go get yourself some John Wick. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Does anyone disagree with mark yeah oh matt what do you have to say 
John Wick is a fun movie. Uh, there, you know, there's some things that are that that I agree with completely. What a fun uh, action movie! Uh, I I think it's you know it's fast paced. It looks fantastic, uh, and I, uh, I I feel the wink and the nod to uh, to action movies past. Uh, I really think the worst part of this movie is Keanu Reeves. I'm hmm. one of these people that do not get quote unquote Keanu Reeves. I don't really think he's very good in anything. I, I think he's just always <laughs> kind of the same. He's just always just Keanu Reeves. And I always see him. I never see him as his character. I don't see him as John Wick. I don't see him as Neo. I don't see him as uh, fucking Harker and Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't see him as Break and Point Break. I, it's just, I, <laughs> He's always like, he's always just Keanu Reeves. Like Keanu Reeves is in this movie. Hey, that's Keanu Reeves doing Keanu Reeves shit. There's, I don't lose myself in anything he does. It's just Keanu Reeves. By all accounts, a wonderful human being and a very handsome man. But always just kind of the same in everything I see. And don't get me wrong, he does it well. I love most Keanu Reeves movies. The reason I don't like this one is because there is... First of all, the villains make this movie. These villains are perfect, especially, I don't know his real name, but whoever Dennis Duffy is, I wish Heather was here, uh, whoever Dennis <laughs> Duffy is on 30 Rock, who is also in uh, John Wick, I uh, fucking killed it. Um, anyway, I digress. The villains make this movie. 200%. Dean Winter, sorry, Dean Winter. Thank you, Dean Winter. Uh, and, and I think there is that kind of like, I don't want to say homage, but there's like a wink. I find this movie is winking at you. Like, yeah, this is a cool action movie. And it is. And everybody's winking at you except Keanu Reeves, who is so caught up in his earnestness of being Keanu Reeves in this movie that I, I feel like Keanu <laughs> Reeves doesn't get this movie. You know what but I mean? I, oh. I, I think that that was the biggest wink of them all. I mean, you look at what drives the plot of Mr. Wick. And, and the guys who made this movie, I, I guess they were like stunt coordinators in Hollywood for the first time. So they got all their friends to help them make this movie, as the story goes. And they did the one thing that every single filmmaker always says. If, you know, if you want to make people cry, drown a puppy. And they literally do that. They, they <laughs> kill a puppy to drive the plot of the movie. Which is, of course, who's your hero? The ultimate action hero, Keanu Reeves, who is not an actor. He's a movie star. So they bring him in, and it's like this big wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like, huh? See? We got the guy? That's the guy in the thing. He's in our thing, where we killed the puppy, and now he's going to go kill everyone else. Uh, I, I, I don't even understand down. what you just said. Can you like run that over again? Like, what is? How does that make any sense with regards to how Keanu is like in on the joke? His earnestness is presented so seriously. So I, I feel like I don't really understand what you mean by by like he's here comes Mister Action when this is supposed to yes. be a wink. Where's the wink with Keanu? And the his, wink and... is him being in the movie. That's the that's whole. Not that's not a wink. That's absurd. Yes. He is the guy you go to now. Ever since The Matrix, he's like, you know, he's been Johnny Mnemonic, I guess. Uh, there's been like so many action movies that the guy's been in. And he is like, he's the poster boy of these action films. And he is I do now... not think Keanu Reeves is an action poster boy. Dude, like, can we take no, a consensus? Am I missing out here? Is Keanu Reeves an action movie poster can, boy? 
Can I jump in here for one second? It feels like this is spinning out. There is an interesting, with uh, Keith mentioned video game sensibilities earlier, and there is a trope from video games that I think Keanu gets a little bit of credit for in the action movie world, Um, uh, the silent protagonist. So sometimes when you're playing a video game, the Mm. character you're playing as doesn't say anything so that you can project yourself onto them while you're playing the game. And all the other characters have the dialogue and move the story forward while you get to make your own choices. And there is a certain quality about Keanu where he's he's a bit of a... He presents himself almost like a little bit of an empty vessel or a blank slate as a character so that you can see in him what you want. You know what I mean? Like he's not going too hard in any particular direction to be super one way or another with all these characters. So like I, I see what you're saying, Matt, with with him being Keanu Reeves, like Johnny Mnemonic, Neo, uh, this movie even to a degree. I, I can get that, but I, I think that is kind of his stick, right? And to answer your question, no, I mean. I don't see him as an action hero. To me, you know, like action heroes are like Errol Flynn and Douglas Fairbanks and and Burt Lancaster. <laughs> no, um, I mean, wow. He, he, no, I'm kidding. He did have a well, no, I'm not, but I am. Um, you know, when I think action hero, my mind immediately goes to the Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Dams before it goes to Keanu. But that's probably as much my age as anything else. I, I can't remember the last time I saw him in a movie where he didn't hold a gun. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just I've only been watching. John that's a Wick. fair point. You know, I just. Oh, no, you're right. And, you know, and the thing is, like, hey, the guy can hold the scene. He's not awful. He's just not he's not exactly like, you know, he couldn't do Hamlet. Oh, wait, was he in Hamlet? Anyways, uh, <laughs> I think he did Shakespeare at one time. I actually can't remember which movie it was. Yeah, but he, was he was in Much Ado About Nothing. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the guy looks great right. with the shirt off. He can hold the scene. Everyone's like, oh, Keanu, cool. He's going to probably pull out a gun and go, whoa. And then mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Well, and the silent protagonist thing that Mark was talking about was is exactly why I thought Keanu worked so well in this film. It's like he doesn't have to talk a whole lot. He needs to be brooding and mysterious and do the thing that Keanu does consistently, if nothing else. Um, and for that reason, I appreciated him in this film. I thought I was devastated after the first 15 minutes of the movie, but I came back to it. You can't just kill a dog. <laughs> Not just a dog, mind you. The dog that his dead wife got him to help him get over her passing. God damn. I was crushed. But then we come to the scene where he's like, he's stating like right on the nose exactly what his motivation is. He says like this, his wife died, this puppy arrives so that he doesn't have to grieve alone. And I felt like Keanu could not deliver that line. Like I didn't buy it. I I was just I felt like I was seeing like not stellar acting in that moment and felt like you're making a whole movie. This is your whole motivation for this entire film. And I don't believe you in this particular moment. But other than that, I thought he was well suited to it. See, with but Keanu, did- though, has anyone ever considered and this is something I, I I mean, this is a moot point. But but coming from the area, you know, knowing how most of us know each other. I mean, maybe that's just how he talks. You know, I remember in in Speed, there's that scene where Sandra Bullock hits the stroller with the shopping cans in it. And Mm -hmm. Keanu Keanu goes, cans, it's just cans. And (laughs) something we used to all repeat, but like, maybe that's just how he talks. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I I know people shoot it down as bad acting because it's weird delivery, but 
I mean, if you look at the great actors with weird delivery, um, you're going to have quite a quite a large list. So I, I mean, mean, maybe it is, but at the same time, you're an actor, and if you can't change up your delivery after however many films he's done, like, I think it's fine. I wasn't, I, I didn't think that ruined the movie for me or anything like that. But it, uh, it took me out of it a bit because I was like, no, Keanu when Keanu's not talking and is just brooding and shooting people, that works well. But yeah, like <laughs> the, the scene. Talking, the less interested I am. The, the scene where he picks up the phone and just doesn't respond to the guy and hangs up on him. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect Keanu. That's Keanu. That being said, I did follow up. So I watched that one and then I went to um, Call Me Maybe. Has anybody watched this movie? It's on Netflix. It stars Ali Wong. And it's just like, it's a rom-com um, where uh, this celebrity chef at some point ends up dating Keanu Reeves and he plays I himself. I did see that. You did see that? I yes. I thought he cracked me up in that. He like yes. flip-flopped from being like super normal, likable guy to like his intense, weird, mysterious. Yeah. Because I think um, he is like really charming and just kind of mm-hmm. odd and shy in real life, but can carry a conversation. But I don't think he can do that in, <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> yeah. But and, and I guess what it made me think about is like, I think he does have some awareness of what he is and what he does on screen. He knows what his hit is. He does that. He does it well. He makes a bunch of money doing it. And outside of filmmaking, you know, he does a lot of charitable work and just money appears in for people who need it from Keanu Reeves with no expectation of credit or anything like that. So I think I think that's kind of more what makes him a really great contender for Canada's favorite actor, or at least one of Canada's favorite actors, is that you know, he knows what he's doing. He's doing the same thing over and over again, maybe. But there are other things about his presence and the way he's using his platform that really make people love him. I didn't hate it. I'm not a huge fan of Keanu Reeves and action films. I did think that I thought there could have been a lot more investment in the relationship between him and his wife, except that to me was very kind of like a blip. And it, it didn't I didn't have time to sink my teeth into it or invest emotionally into their relationship. So I wasn't as, I I don't know, I wasn't like as pulled in as some of you maybe were. Yeah, I I had a lot of other things to say at the beginning, but then I guess I cooled down a bit. (laughs) But yeah, I don't think I'd be watching like the second or third one. I didn't even know there was a third one, but yeah, I don't think I'll be watching them anytime soon. But I do (laughs) think that Keanu Reeves, like you said, Christine is, He's not in it for the fame. I, I like him. I think he's like, I, I I want to like him more in movies, but I don't, I'm not geared towards action flicks anyway. And I just thought this was a whole lot of shooting and a lot, a lot of risk to be taken. I guess he had nothing to lose, obviously, but to kind of like be pulled back into this life that he had gotten out of. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it for a dollar. <laughs> That's my two cents. <laughs> Alrighty, any last comments before we move on to our uh, our next contender? It's always great to see Ian McShane in anything. That's yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Um, let's move on to our next pick. So we have Keanu Reeves versus Lorne Green. Dan. Hello. What did you ask us to watch and why did you ask us to watch it? Well, first of all, um, I asked everyone to watch the um, the network premiere of Battlestar Galactica, and you're welcome. 
Um, this, is, of course, was my the film, my go-to film um, for Mr. Lauren Green. Of course, I could have gone with some of his Western roles. Um, I know it's a little bit more, it's less campy, and it's something he's a little more known for. I've thought about maybe going for an episode of Bonanza, but there were only several hundred to choose from. So Battlestar Galactica was a short-lived sci-fi, campy um television show with a really cool plot that was remade of course a lot of people know this about like i think it's now and the early 2000s to mid 2000s it was a great reboot um but this, it all had to start somewhere and he plays um mr uh well i should say admiral uh, adama and uh he is the he carries over that father-like kind of figure um, into uh, this sci-fi world, which is really – it really is a, a Western in space. All great space science fiction movies are Westerns in space. And he gets like – he gets a little bit typecast in here because, once again, he's the dad. He has a couple of sons. One is you know, a very young you know, go-getter. One's a, a wild one. The other one is you know, level-headed and you know, really uh, – you know, sort of, sort of like him, and he's just, uh, you know, um, talking about Apollo, where he's, you know, he's he's trying to follow in his father's leadership footsteps, and of course they clash and everything. And the thing that I really wanted to kind of stand out in this is the campiness and the fun and the wonderful thing that is Battlestar Galactica. It's such a great premise. World is attacked. There's nothing left but this fleet. They're they're trying to find Earth, and it's just this small, you know, pioneering, um, you know, uh, caravan going across space, and there's all these evil people after them, trying bent on destroying them, and they all have to to stick together. And it's a great premise with some of the worst dialogue of all time. It's especially Starbucks lines. His lines are just so bad and of course he's a playboy and you know the earth is over and he still wants to gamble what is he gonna buy there's 13 ships left in the world he still wants to play cards it was his lines were just so bad but every now and again you'd have this really great scene where odama's with colonel ty or he's with apollo or he's with the president and there's plotting there's like richard the third shit going on and lauren green commands the scene and whatever actor is across from him whether it's starbuck or i, I don't know the other actor's name as i apologize or colonel ty great characters um and no matter what the dialogue is he's able to really ring it in and this is when science fiction started to take that turn into like a philosopher's kind of story where we see now in science fiction where it's not just like oh robots are gonna kill us all let's kill them back it's more like they were really asking some more philosophical questions my favorite scene in the whole thing was when uh adam uh, lauren green adam is uh he's planning to plot against the council and he's so secretive of it they go into the spaceships and he's there with colonel ty and they and they hook up the headsets and he's like i don't trust anyone to know this but we're going to commit a mutiny because it's better for everything and we got to go against the you know the 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 alliance and we got to like make sure that these people can't control us because they're sending us to our doom and everything. And it's, it's really hokey kind of crappy dialogue, but it's, it's really rich in the way he holds the scene, the way he, the way he commands the role. And for this guy to be able to take something is, is hokey and campy and fun. I will admit maybe not John wick fun, but a fun science fiction show 
and draw out the real drama, the real like um, human condition here of, of what's happening to the last of the humans flying across space trying to find home. It, uh, it really makes the entire show watchable. Otherwise, I, I don't know as if it would have been as remembered as fondly as it is. Uh, thank you very much. Well put, Dan. <laughs> Anyone want to comment on Battlestar Galactica? Keith? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it first turned on, I, I, I saw this was a staple of like, I don't know if it was Saturday afternoons, but this movie used to be on a lot on TV when I was a wee one. And I would catch it every now and then just in bits and pieces and spurts. Um, and it was just another Star Wars to me at the time. Um, so watching this now was kind of my first time actually watching this pilot beginning movie. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Lauren Green gave the role weight. He gave the movie stakes. You know what I mean? There was something about his performance that it was, it was, it was Picardish in a sense where it's like, okay, this is all the fun stuff. Oh shit. He won't get to gamble if the world blows up. Oh, she'll be sad. He'll be this, he'll be that. But Lauren Green was able to um, deliver the intensity of the situation extremely well and to, to make it matter. And I, I think, you know, it, it may have been stunt casting at the time. I don't know. But uh, but he really uh, he really nailed it. In, in some ways, it was like um, Martin Sheen in the first episode of West Wing. It's like he this is the guy that legitimizes what's going on in this movie purely by the virtue of, of how strong he's playing the role um great choice dan absolutely Thanks. thank you yeah I, I felt his performance grounds the whole thing even with the uh the, sh the shitty robotic dog <laughs> i totally nah. forgot about <laughs> i actually had that as a toy as a kid and i didn't know what it was from so i'd never seen this before but um yeah like uh you mentioned star wars earlier too and uh, uh, i remember reading somewhere where they really pushed to get um, Alec Guinness involved as Obi-Wan so that people would take it seriously. Mm. Um, like a really serious actor with some gravitas. And it totally feels like they pulled that same move out of the playbook for Battlestar Galactica with Lauren Green. Cause yeah, like, I mean, especially watching it now, the, the special effects are a little dated, but it's pretty good actually for how long ago it was, but still it's, it's a little bit hokey and it's, it, it feels more like a TV show towards the end. Like the mm -hmm. first half feels more like a movie, but like that whole section with the underground bug people was definitely where it was. It stopped being like a movie and more like it was a setup for a TV show. Mm -hmm. But without Lauren Green and his and his gravitas, this easily could have like just fizzled out and been a little goofier. You know, mm -hmm. he 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 definitely pulls it together and it's kind of the cornerstone upon which it feels like the seriousness of it is built. Yeah, I felt the same way. And I, I don't really even have that much to add other than, you know, to just reinforce that. Yeah, I felt that gravitas. I felt that like, sense of grounding that he brings to to the show, even when it is sometimes quite silly. I used to, Keith, I, I have maybe a similar experience. I used to watch it. It was kind of like always on growing up. I feel like it used to be on first thing in the morning when we were getting ready for school a lot. Um and so I remember, I remember like snippets of episodes, but this is the first time since then in many, many years that I sat down and really tried to watch it beginning to end. It does have 
a slower pace than I am used to now. And, and it didn't really keep my attention. Um, but, uh, but certainly, you know what, I really like listening to Lauren Green talk. He had a career in radio, narrated films and things like that. And, and um, I just uh, really love Listeners I really love might, somebody with a good voice. <laughs> listeners might not realize, yeah, how important that truly is to Christine. That's not, uh, yeah, for Christine <laughs> to say, I like to hear someone talk is, is, is it, it's, it, that's a biggie. <laughs> well, <laughs> where do I start, you guys? Oh my God, this Daniel, you're trying your to kill me. This is not my week. <laughs> However, I am learning things and I'm, my brain is being triggered, um, to like it's open filing cabinets that were long shut uh, many years ago. So I was not looking forward to it because I, again, I'm not really like, I'm not an action kind of movie watcher and I'm not a sci-fi movie watcher. So I put this movie on and I'm like, okay, um, when, when is Graham Greene going to show up? <laughs> 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 I just had Graham Greene in my head. So I was like, oh, maybe it's in the second hour <laughs> that I, it'll, like, come up and save the day. So and you watch. <laughs> what? You just, like, watched the first hour without having any idea who you were watching. Yeah, I have no, like, I knew it was, I'm like, when's Graham Greene coming? Okay, okay. Because I, I saw Lauren Green, but I have not heard the name Lauren Green in 20 years or 25 years or something. And it just didn't register. And I was just thinking, yes, Graham, like the first actor that I know with a last name, Canadian actor, is Green. And the first one that popped in my head is Graham. So at first, I thought I was watching The Two Popes or something with these men, with these oh, the, the <laughs> conference and the, the boss and the president or whatever and the cloaks. And I was like, what is this? The Two Popes? It wasn't. So, um, <laughs> And then we had uh, like David Cassidy's twin come in and I was just like, what, what are we watching here? What is going on? <laughs> anyway, so then I finally, I'm like watching this movie and I'm like, that, that, this old guy, he looks like that guy that narrated that nature show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh, Lauren Green, yes. And I'm like, Lauren Green's Wilderness, which again has, was like filed away in my brain somewhere and I had no idea. And I was like, oh my God, all these memories are flashing back. Anyway, and then I was like, yes, I kind of remembered him in Bonanza, but I definitely remembered him in, in uh, the wilderness much more recently. So um, did, I, did I like the movie? God, no, it was too long. I agree with everything that was said about his performance. I didn't really, it didn't captivate me enough to kind of be really pull me into the story. Um, I did not finish watching it. There's about 20 minutes left. Um, he is that Dan, like you said, he's that kind of fatherly figure. He's got this presence. He's got this gravitas on screen and he definitely pulls you in. But it's, for me, it was just too slow of a pace to, to find anything interesting about it. And it's, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Did I think he did a great job? Yes, obviously he's, he's a classic. He's a legend. Um, he's got a presence, a voice a stature on screen, but yeah, this movie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so obviously and, uh, I should have picked Eagle versus shark. The final <laughs> battle off of Lauren Green's new wilderness. Yes, <laughs> yes. That would have been much better. Hi, yes, I'm Lauren next Green. Time, 
Next time you have the choice of a nature documentary or. Hey, he makes it into the next round, friends. Christine, I loved his voice on that. That was a very, like, a very warm and fuzzy childhood memory that I have of watching that. Am I wrong? Have we not heard from Matt yet? We have not. Matt, what did you think? Yeah, so uh, first of all, I think first and foremost, every once in a while, uh, one of us really slam dunks a presentation. And Dan, I thought that was a five out of five, pal. Uh, Thank you. High five to you. Uh, I think Battlestar Galactica is okay. I think the 2004 version is one of the best television series I have ever seen, period. Uh, so it's hard for me to watch this old one uh, and be like, and have it be like not as good. Uh, but I mean, it's fine. Uh, everybody's uh, really summed it up already. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't exist without the success of Star Wars. It didn't last. It, this is not some fucking success this thing <laughs> disappears forever if lauren's not in it uh so i mean thank you lauren for giving me indirectly this brilliant 2004 television show <laughs> agreed i also love that show it's one of my favorites yeah the same one of the best reboots ever done <laughs> for sure um okay so what i think we should do now keith if you're on board with this, I think we ought to go around and just see who everybody thinks that the audience is going to vote for and let us know what your picks are. And I'm going to for start sure. with, uh, and I'd like to start with Mark. Well, if like we've said this a few times before, if this was Canada's best actor, Lauren Green wins it. This is Canada's favorite actor. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves wins this one. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And who are who are you voting for? Uh probably Keanu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd say Lauren does a, a better job and is given less. I'll, I'll definitely give him that. But I just like I like Keanu Reeves. I like John Wick. He's my favorite of the two. Yeah, I think, and I I think I'm I'm. Uh, on the same page as you, Mark. I think that uh, I think if we're talking favorites, I think it's going to be um, Keanu, and I think that's where my vote is going as well. Um, Dan, what about you? Um, I, 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 I obviously it's going to be Lauren Green. Um, I just want to <laughs> say that I I, uh, I do really like Keanu Reeves as a human, as as I read about him on the line. Uh, he seems to be an all-round great guy. Does a lot of good stuff, but I I gotta go with Lauren Green. Mm-hmm. Shwell. Um, I have to go with Lauren Green as well. I think he's just he yeah he's he just outranks Keanu in many ways, and I think people will vote for Keanu, but I'm gonna vote for Lauren. Um, Keith. I should have been born in the 30s, but I was not. <laughs> um, oddly enough, this might shock a few, but I'll I'll be voting for Keanu. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the audience will do the same. Of our crew here, I think we have three for Keanu, two for Lauren Green. Matt, who are you voting for? Yeah, of course I'd vote for Lauren Green. Uh, I, I mean, as Mark mentioned, he's giving nothing to work with, and we're all sitting here talking about how he pulled off this great performance. Keanu Reeves is given a brilliant movie to work with, and he just squints his way through. <laughs> Who's the audience going to vote for? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 
I think that's it. Keith, do you have any final remarks for our panel for this episode? No, guys, thanks very much. Uh, I, I'm surprised by how things fell at the end there, actually. And, and I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that it'll translate into a, a closer race than I suspected. Yeah, excellent. Okay, thank you once again, everyone. Sweet, guys, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. We'll hear you on the thank next you. one. Thank you. And that is all we have for episode three. If you're interested in voting in this poll between Keanu Reeves and Lauren Green, head on over to our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash favecanpod, F-A-V-E-C-A-N-P-O-D. And we also have Mary Pickford against Nev Campbell, open until April 30th, and also Kim Cattrall against Michael J. Fox, open till May 15th, and they're all over at our Facebook page. Thanks very much for joining us, and uh, yeah, wherever you are, whenever you are, thanks for listening.